and welcome back to the Around Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Will Hunt, and joining me this week, like every week, is David Harris, the diddler. <laughs> <laughs> Will, how bad are these going to get? It's like an advent calendar run up to Christmas, but they just get worse nicknames. There's no chocolate. I was going to go for Dave the Div- Dave the Diddler, but I just thought David Harris the Diddler. Give you a what full does title. What does Diddler mean? I'm, I don't know, maybe, Dave. You're the Diddler. You tell me. I maybe don't want an explanation. I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. Not sure. Not sure you do. Westminster's police listening in as usual. Um, and alongside him is sports media's number one Joel Linton correspondent. It's Mr. Mike Breslin. It's it's been another great week, fellas. Well, hold it, hold it. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. And um, joining us on the podcast today is uh, a man who's been mentioned many a time. Um, how to give these uh, full full billing lads? Um, when we were coming up with names for the podcast, at one point we wondered whether or not he'd be on it, and it was going to be Henry Hodgson's terrorist takes because his football takes are so bad that he once told me that he thought Stephen Island was better than prime Frank Lampard. Now, I'm talking Frank Lampard after he scored 27 goals from midfield under Carlo Ancelotti and Henry Hodgson had the cheek to look at Stephen Ireland and go, I just think he's better. <laughs> well, there's he a is... reason uh, Ireland is Superman, Will. There's also a reason he uh, stopped playing at whatever age he play, stopped playing at. Um, and played for the Villa under, I think, um, was it McLeish? What a dire, diabolical Villa team that was. Anyway, he's here today to break down the uh, the Manchester derby with us. And what a game. What a game, boys, uh, they put together for him, eh? Um, so, let's start there then. Um, big picture thoughts on the game itself? I'll go to you first, Preston. Nil-nil. Uh, Dreadful game. If you watched it, I'm like me. I'm I'm really sorry for you. Uh, don't watch another Man U game this season. Forget we exist, and just move on with your life. <laughs> All right, pretty pretty sus- going for a breakup with Man United live on the, on the pod. Pretty succinct. <laughs> I like that's how all we need to say about this game. It was awful. I mean, it was seriously awful. I oh, love again. I like how every time we have a guest on the podcast, it always comes after United of each side. <laughs> so the guest, the guest has to sit there and listen as everyone just pelts United. But um, why is it always us? Well, it's not just you this week, is it? <laughs> That's a good point, Henry. What did you think of um, this result from a City perspective? Woeful. It was devoid of any entertainment. Just <laughs> sickening to watch, to be honest. I was absolutely furious. <laughs> Why were you so angry? It was a new. It was a point away at uh, a rival. Well, from the get go, four two three one, Rodri and Fernandinho in midfield. I thought, great, you know, De Bruyne will have free reign up front. City ball sitting behind the striker, Jesus. He got he got nothing all game. At one point, he was holding his arms up as to say, you know, what more can I do? Like, there's nothing he could have done. In that game, so and then afterwards, Stones and Maguire hugging. I was furious. <laughs> <laughs> hugging after a nil-nil win and Stones going. Nil-nil win. The only winner was Michael Richards filming Roy Keane this weekend. Oh mate, livid, absolutely fuming. And then Stones is saying, "Oh, a point was a good, good result." No, it wasn't. <laughs> the Roy Keane's called the punditry there, um, Mike. Um, 
United um, in this game? Were you lacking... I guess it was weird because both teams probably had... Felt like one of those games where they could have done with a, a number nine, making those runs that are so dangerous, play with the width of the post, give them something to aim at. Um, are you starting to get a bit nervous about Martial's form, for example? I know he didn't start this one, but the fact he's not been picked for the big games and when he is, he's not performing. You nervous? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I think this is just what Martial is, really. He's going to in, in I... flash it. In flashes, he's going to be brilliant. In in quite long stretches, he's going to be pretty poor, to be honest. Um, I was in, I was a bit surprised that he didn't play this game. I'm guessing it was to fit Pogba in uh, that he he lost his place because you you want to have Rashford and Greenwood. That's how we're going to score against City. Really, is is get your pace merchants down the side, in between the fullback and the centre back, and try and. Um, counter-attack that way. What was interesting about this game really was how City set up, I thought. They just let us have the ball, which was quite hilarious because we didn't yeah. have a clue what to do with it. No. Um, I know before the game we sort of um, we were texting back and forth because my hatred, pure hatred for a lot of the footballers on show in this game was just, not them as people, but quite frankly, if I never have to watch Scott McTominay just vomit all over a football pitch like he did today, did on that game, I'd be happy to. I've never seen a player so allergic to playing the ball forward quickly and in a progressive manner. He Honestly, I think there's times where I look at him and I'm like, I know what pass to make McTominay, and I'm shit. Rodri's not So I don't off. know what you're doing. And Rodri's pedestrian as well. So, slow midfields, full-backs not committing, um... Not a lot up front. You, you've just, yeah, you've just explained both teams. You hit the nail on the head with, but yeah. And, and they got a point. And then, as Henry rightly alluded to, they were hugging each other after, which, I mean, the derby games just barely exist in this country anymore because everyone's fucking mates. Well, I'm not sure about that. There are some still You've around. never seen Birmingham Villa, mate. Christ. That's it never happens because you're always in the championship. <laughs> yeah, yeah but seen... when it does happen, Mike, it's a ferocious derby. No, it isn't. Da- yes, no, it, it is. David Davis tries ago. to kill people if we allow him on the pitch. It's fair, Grealish got hit last time, didn't he? Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm not going to condone that behaviour, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but on the pitch, actually. So it's poor from both sides. Um. Yeah. Let's let's go to City Angle first. Actually, I know we said we touch on United, but let's go to City Angle first. Um, Hodgson, as compared to last season, City when they had all the problems keeping goals out, yeah. um, but they were absolutely the usual liquid, lethal selves at the other end. That sounds like they got diarrhea, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's just just that much Pep's team shitting goals. Um, but... Like McTominay chundering all over the pitch. Oh, honestly, just just a turgid weapon. Um, but <laughs> you're having a lot of problems scoring goals this year. How yeah. has it has it been to watch City this season? I mean, the clean sheets can't complain. That to be honest, I mean, it was a a major flaw last season, and I think Pep Guardiola has done a lot to kind of knit the defence up. But now, you know, it's just he's focusing so much 
on players tracking back and working collectively as a team to get back and defend, that when we do go forward, players like De Bruyne haven't got the options. Mm. And you have, you've got a striker, Jesus, that he's not got that killer instinct. He doesn't get in the right spaces. And he's, so when you've got that as well, you're not going to score goals. I mean, I've actually got a good statistic for you. Oh, bloody hell. Week. Here we go. Here we go. Dave, so, taking your role. I know. City have only scored 17 goals this season. Crystal Palace, West Ham and Villa have scored more. Crystal Palace have got 18 goals and we've got 17. Yeah, and they're playing Benteke up front. Yeah. <laughs> so that's Palace, it, isn't it? Don't even really attack. Yeah. So yeah, they've been better than last going forward. I mean, I don't know what you thought of Sterling at the weekend, but he was he was awful. Absolutely awful. Well, one of my main issues with City at the moment is everything has to go through De Bruyne. They don't seem yeah. capable of attacking without but De Bruyne. If so if he gets injured, I dread to think well, what that's he'll what look like. he should be playing Foden. He should have he should have taken off Rodri and put Foden on at the weekend and he would have changed the dynamic of the team and would have created something. Certainly, certainly would have helped to move the ball quicker. I think it's quite interesting that you point out that they're so beholden to one player because it is kind of like both Manchester well, actually, clubs yeah, yeah. both Manchester clubs because you've got Fernandez on the other side whereas nothing good come nothing good is coming out of United without Fernandez being involved. Um yeah, going right. back Going back to what you said about Jesus, like, do you think a lot of the problems this season for City have been that Aguero hasn't been fit? Because as we know, he's got that unbelievable scoring record. Or do you think it goes a bit deeper than that? Yeah, I think Aguero's obviously a big miss. I mean, his record in previous seasons says it all, doesn't it? But Jesus, I, I, to be honest, sometimes I watch him and I don't think it's his fault because Pep is so hell-bent on his forwards tracking back all the time. That he finds himself really deep quite a lot so it's it's difficult for him sometimes I think he's in two minds where he should be on the last man sometimes and just ready to pounce but yeah we need well we need to get a striker I think particularly with Aguero's injury problems I was just wondering Hodge uh, you know Pep signed his new deal a month or so ago, was it? Yeah. How, how you felt about... Delighted, and, to and be honest. A couple of years, yeah, delighted, yeah. Yeah, delighted. I mean, look what he's done for the club. He's numerous titles, numerous cups. I know we don't perform well in the Champions League, and that's the one we're missing. But, <laughs> but I, I, I don't think you can get rid of him. You don't honest. perform well in the Champions League, because Pep Guardiola gets to the quarterfinals, and he's like, oh, today I'm going to play with... One centre back and three goalkeepers. Yeah, he's just, he's, literally every time he does something, you're like, every time he does, every time he gets to the knockout stage, not maybe the last sixteen, but before that, you just watch him and you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, play your best team. And he's like, for some reason, he's like, I'm playing uh, Rodri as an inverted fullback. Like, what? I mean, yeah, I, I do like him though. I don't, I just don't think he trusts his players at the moment. To be honest, we no. we were not capable of playing the way we did a couple of seasons ago. Last season, we're just not. Do you think? Do because every time I watch City, I think that they they really piss me off at the moment. To be honest, because they play so narrow now, yeah. and it's a it's a byproduct I think of having Sterling on the left and Mares on the right, and both fantastic players in their own right. Um, but that being said, 
the, my memory of Pep's um, early teams is Aguero up front, Sane on the left and Sterling on the right. Yeah. Real width, get to the byline, cut it back, goals. Like You think of how many goals Sterling scored that were just tappings. That's my memory of it. And do, do you think that losing Sane has probably hit you harder than you originally thought? Yeah, I mean, last season he was a big miss in big games, to be honest. I mean, when he used to come on and when he played Liverpool a couple of seasons ago, won us a game. I think he won us a game against Arsenal as well. He's just got that injection of pace, hasn't he? Mm. No defender can really hack, but yeah. We've got players like Bernardo Silva as well who just aren't performing. Mm. I haven't seen much good from him. When we first signed him, was really promising, looked really good, and just completely fell off. I think he's he's got more races and bands than good performances for City in the last two years. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Um, So, but at least with City, you're confident that in the summer they'll chuck a boatload of cash at it and they'll sort it out. I don't think we will this season. I think it'll be in the summer, a summer job. To be honest, I don't think they'll buy anyone in January because of how much we spent on the defence. No, no. Um, no, it is a uh, interesting times at City. But are you still confident? What where we where we thinking finishing this season? If the Stockport Iniesta gets some games, I think we'll be up there. But to be honest, I up, up there, as in where? we're not winning the league. I think we'll finish about third. Who do you think wins the league? Tottenham. Oh shit. Uh... <laughs> I said it a few weeks ago. We get you on the podcast and look what you do to us. Yeah. <laughs> Christ alive. Um, Dave, just before we move off on from City, um, this game, did the fact that they were so content for a point show that, like Hodge says, that they're a completely different side to what we expected of them this season? Because the three of us picked them to win the league. Yeah. Just a weird lack of killer instinct from this team. Um I don't know. I, I don't get why they'd stop trying to play out wide. I, I, as you pointed out, I hate how narrow they try and play. De Bruyne is fantastic. I love watching him play. But can you really expect him to do everything? No, is the answer. You need to bring in players like Sterling. Sterling, to be honest, hasn't been good since he had an altercation with Joe Gomez in a canteen. So something happened there. What, to be honest, what? he's not being particularly great. Uh, is a good. bit of analysis status. <laughs> you're like, you're like, he's form's falling away because he scrapped with Joe Gomez over yeah. some chicken drumsticks. Have a word with yourself. Well, back. Sterling needs to be on the right, basically. <laughs> he but, does need to be on the right, yeah. But they've got Mares out there, and Mares is good, but he's been a bit patchy this season. Good player of the Mares is a generational talent. Mares, come on. <laughs> Don't have this. <laughs> He's Africa's favourite son. Come but on. they do need. <laughs> they do desperately need a striker that that can finish. Uh, I'm still not sure with Jesus if he if he isn't clinical because he cares too much about his chances, or if he actually doesn't care enough. Because the whole time he's been in that <laughs> team. No, no, hit me out. Hit me out. In that team. In that team. No. Shut up. Listen. In that team, every game he's played in the seasons they've had, he, he's known that if he misses a chance, they're going to create more than one more for him. So it's not the end of the world if he misses. Or he's caring too much about his chances. But if that's the case, and that comes down to Pep obviously telling him that he needs to 
basically hit Aguero's levels now because he's got a bit older. It's his confidence. Well, he says it's That's good to know. I just think he's... I don't think it's to do with caring about the chances. I just don't think he is. I think he's just not a natural finisher. I think, I mean, which is crazy because if you look at if you look at his all around game, if you look at his his touch, his build up play, his um, his his passing is really good. But some of his some of his decision making, um, and finishing, it's it's he's a bit similar to Richarlison in a way, in that the the tools are there to be a really good player, but they're not they're not something's fundamentally missing that makes them just a good player and not a great player. It's kind of the same well, way. Sorry, sorry, Will, did you just call Richarlison a good player? Richarlison is a good that, player. He is oh a good my player. God. He's not a great player. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not even sure he's going to be... Yo, what, a, what a day. I'm not even sure he's going to be a star. His decision-making is some of the worst in the league, but he's still a... He's, he's fine, I guess. There's no um, Alex Awobi out. Um... <laughs> Before we move on, we've all mentioned that City need a striker. Who's everyone's pick for City's striker? Unlimited, not unlimited budget. Mm-hmm. So I'd say we'll say two hundred million. So that rules out Mbappe. <laughs> um, and we've got to think that they're probably looking slightly longer term, maybe medium to long term. Who's your pick, Mister Hodgson? Who would you? You've got the budget. Har- Harland. Yeah. Harland for everyone. Yeah. yeah well, if you can, if you can so. Martinez then. Yeah, just to be a bit different. He's a City fan as well. Gotta love him. Sorry, who? Harland oh. is. Yeah, yeah, City fan. Because his dad played for Man City when he was a kid. Well, and he ended his career, didn't he? Yeah. Good, good man. Um. Oh God. <laughs> no, I just. I, I meant Harland's dad. Like good, good bloke. Install that in your son. Um. I can't believe none of you picked Harry Kane. Do you, are you not worried with Harland that he doesn't he doesn't fit the link up play that you need to do for City? He's very much, a fi- very much a finisher. Yeah, he'll, he'll score goals. Yeah, okay. Not worried. I'm not really going to fight you there. Okay, I, do, shout, but, I, mean, I don't, I don't like you talking. Well, like four or five years. So you can get away with that. The Ken. How old is 20, he? He's 27. He's like so. 27, isn't he? How old is Harland? Oh, like 21. Oh, like 16. Yeah, he should be should be working at sixteen. He should be working a full time job uh, at McDonald's, not uh, playing on a football pitch. Christ, no, he's actually twenty. Is he twenty? Yeah. Yeah. He's young. He looks like a football manager regen, but we've we've said that before. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Enough on City. I think let's head over to the um, the other side of Manchester. Um, Braz, horrible week for you guys. Crash yeah, at the champ. Crash at the Champions League, looking. Like um, just shite, quite frankly. Um, what's the what's the biggest problem at United now, at, right at this moment for you? Uh, the yeah, squad of eighteen that tries to win football matches, or the oh, just the whole club's a joke. I was gonna it's say, ask him to pick one's pretty tough. From well. top, well, no, top to bottom, it's just a mess. It, yeah, but one thing. Well, just changed. Uh, in fact, oh. can I flip a coin between Pogba and Solskjaer? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'd, right, Solskjaer. Right, let's start with the manager. I'm gonna start with some praise for Solskjaer. Solskjaer is Are actually, you? yeah, Solskjaer is actually quite good at coming up with okay game plans 
to play against the big teams when he has to. What he is... Pep Pep turns up to get a point. Come on now. But... (laughs) He couldn't have... they, They basically just shook hands before this game started. But, equally, Solskjaer is bad at as we've said all along, figuring out a consistent way of attacking, which means he's going to be able to break down teams beyond relying on individuals to do well. And that's the biggest problem. And that is, for me, the reason why I think they finally do. It's enough's enough. Get him out. Like, I'm glad you finally agree. Like just, no, no, no. I mean, I've not liked him for ages, but to be honest, fine, whatever. You're not going to get you're not going to get Maurizio Pochettino or anyone in right at this moment. But to be honest, at this point, who gives a fuck? Because he's so bad. He's making mm-hmm. the pl- I think he's actually now making the players worse. Yeah, like, Wan-Bissaka is a great yeah. example of that. Yeah, like Wan-Bissaka. Wan-Bissaka, by the way, is a. We'll come on to recruitment in a minute. But Wan-Bissaka, like this season, looks woeful. But he doesn't look good defensively anymore. So I don't quite yeah. understand what's happened. He's got worse since we bought him. I just, I just, it's a bit, it's just weird. And I, I think the time has finally come. But just, it's time to go. Like, cause, because if Jose Mourinho had turned up with his United team, played this game against Pep, everyone in the media would have been coming out, coming at him. Every single one of them. Roy Keane, Scholes, Ferdinand, Neville, that have all been criticising him. And just because they're mates in charge, I think they're all sort of like trying to form a little collective around Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. And he's just not up to the task. He might be a good he might be a good mid-table manager one day, but currently right now he should not be managing United. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, I will. I will say that I don't think he has particularly the tools to to do any great things, but he should be doing better than what he's doing, and at, and at least have some sort of idea of where we go from here. Because you t- you you go to watch United and you have no idea what they're going to be like. They turn up in Germany and they're three nil down to just just three awful goals in midweek in a game that you, you you don't even need to win it. You just need to not lose this game. And you're three nil down in however long it was, twenty five minutes. It was a joke performance. Dave, Solskjaer, time to go. Yeah, mate. I mean, it's it's a strange one because the United job is a a tough job. I feel for anyone uh, has been. I'd say ever since Fergie left, it's it's proven that with the sort of managers that have already tried and and ultimately failed. Um, Solskjaer's sort of, he's done some good, I think. He's done pretty well with some of the younger players. I'd give him credit for that. Um, but he's got nothing to really help them kick off. Who? Greenwood? Yeah, but anyone can. Cal Rashford be a much better player? McTominay? McTominay, no. Was no, Mourinho? No, 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 stop, no. stop. McTominay is not a better player he was now than when Ole Gunnar Solskjaer came to the club. He's not a good player at all. There's no improvement there. If anything, he's got worse because he came in shit. Yeah, and he's still shit. to give Solskjaer any positives and, there. And I absolutely hate him. Like Mike says, Greenwood's, gonna, Greenwood's that calibre of player that credit for Solskjaer to bring him through. But come on. Come on. He's, he's two-footed and he can finish. He's a generational talent. It doesn't require that much to just say, oh, I'll tell you what, let's do it. What is a bit silly is plonking him out wide right. 
That's silly. That's mismanagement. That's a player who's not learning his trade in the position he's supposed to be learning it in when they're so desperate for a striker. He's made, did he make Rashford any better? No. No, true. No, because because <laughs> Rashford's not better as a number nine. He's not better at doing any of the number nine things. He never makes the consistent runs. He's incredibly talented. And you see it in flash, but he's not consistent. And he's getting to the age where you'd expect a manager to coach the consistency into him. And as for Martial, well, great. Ice cold Martial has one good season. Everyone thinks he's the, the second coming of Christ. He's still shit. He's always been shit. And uh, he's just woeful. So what player has he made better? Fine. Not a single... Well, that's why Fred, he's made Fred positive better. Yeah. John. Uh, and debunked straight away there, viewers. Fred's um, been good. Maguire looks like a, like he's never seen a football before so at times. at the back Harry Maguire is still... Still fighting his court case in his head in fucking Cyprus or Greece. Well, yeah, that, I mean that's not helping, is it? Um, like, they've totally mismanaged the the situation with Henderson because now he's just sat on the bench doing nothing. Also, he's the best goalkeeper. goalkeeper at the club too. Like he's better. Than, he's just at this stage, he's just better than De Gea. The last thing we saw of Henderson is better than what we've seen from De Gea. Well, now you can see at Sheffield United the difference between Henderson and Ramsdale. We thought Ramsdale was a pretty decent Prem goalie from what he did at Bournemouth. And you see in this season that maybe, I mean, Henderson was even better than we thought last year. And he's just sat there doing nothing. He doesn't even play in the, now he wasn't even playing in the Champions League. Good point. Dave? Um, my thing with Solskjaer is that he's had a decent enough time to bring in some sort of style. Players still don't know what they're doing from game to game because he, he still switches at most games. It's just, it's like you say, it's it's not an easy job and it's not what the tools to really make them like a fantastic team. But he's also not doing good enough by anyone's standards. If you put a proper experienced manager in there, they'd be getting a lot more from this squad. I'm going to push back on the idea that he hasn't got the tools. I agree the squad's not particularly suited okay. to the way he wants to play. You think Solskjaer, who got Cardiff relegated from the Premier League... No, 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 no. I don't... Bits of ...OK coaching in Norway has the credentials to be a top six Premier League manager? No. It's only because he knows the board and the club, mate. I don't think anyone's near that. No. Nowhere near him. No, and that's, that's not what I said. Um, but what what I am saying is... He doesn't have the tools as I a coach. What I am saying is that you watch... You watch you look at United's squad on paper and you look at Fernandes, you look at Greenwood, you look at Rashford. Some people would look at Martial. You look at, um, you look at Pogba. Some would for look at Pogba, man. You look at Pogba. Pogba's a good player. But you look at the, you look at all these players and you look at what they sh- what United should at least be is good attacking. They should be interesting attacking. They should be good to watch. You can't sort out the defence because like what you say what you want, Aaron Wambasaka is a good defensive right back, but it's poor recruitment to get in a, a, it's poor recruitment to get a right back in who can't attack when you expect to have that much of the ball. It's poor recruitment to buy Maguire, who we know is a limited defender and excels when there's less space around him, and then ask him to play a high line. You can't sort those things out, but what you could at least do is take the great attacking talent you've got and fashion something interesting out of it, and they just haven't done it. And that's why you should go. It's not about Obviously, something's gone wrong at board level. Obviously, they've cocked up the recruitment for so many years, but... You've had good managers come in, and at least with, at least with Van Hal and Mourinho, they implemented things mm-hmm. that were semi semi winning styles. And you're giving Solskjaer's got the tools, and he's done nothing with them. 
they're worse to watch than ever before. And that's why he has to go. Uh, that's why you keep yeah, it. we are terrible to watch. <laughs> <laughs> a pretty good summary there, Will, to be fair. But Hodgson's over there laughing because um, he says you keep him. Hodge, um, when you used to gear up for a derby, you used to fear United, right? Yeah. When's course. the last time you feared United? I can't remember. In fact, maybe when Rooney was scoring bicycle kicks in that era. Yeah. Mike famously said minutes before that Rudy couldn't hit a dar- barn door. And he goes and scores the goal of his career. Yeah. <laughs> which he should. Yeah, which was obviously shin, yeah. <laughs> which is almost a company slips too. I had Henry Hodgson give me the whole breakdown once about that. Yeah, um... <laughs> Otherwise he gets there. <laughs> Otherwise he gets there. Just a ludicrous claim. Um... Oh, God. Cross was deflected as well. <laughs> Sam not make Rooney's adjustment to it more impressive, no? Well, no, he's in the wrong place. It deflects to him. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of... Uh, oh, I wanted to go back to Pogba. Oh, God. I think Pogba's, Pogba's, <laughs> the, Pogba's the perfect example of how United have cocked up over the last couple of years. Because if you... like, first, Firstly, it's they bought Pogba to be something Pogba wasn't. They bought him to completely transform in midfield when he was just an addition at Juventus. They then never built the team around him. They never get. <laughs> oh God, we're sat here in 2020 and he still hasn't got a really good ball-winning midfielder right next to him like he does for France. He still hasn't got consistent willing runners up front like he does for France. The template of how to build a team around Paul Pogba's there and they just haven't done it. So for all these failings, like he's just a perfect example of why United are shit and why they are what they are. Yeah. But I felt I needed to shoot him some bail because uh, Lord knows we've criticised him enough on the podcast. <laughs> I'm not going to do it anymore. Everyone knows what I feel about this. Yeah. Just please, just go. Just go. <laughs> McTominay or Pogba, Mike? I'd rather I was out there trotting around. I was going to say, you can't back McTominay over Paul Pogba. <laughs> I've actually seen Mike play more passes forward than uh, McTominay. <laughs> Interestingly enough. Um, let's move on. Actually, now we've got the really sad stuff out of the way for Mike Breslin, I'm going to go to the happy stuff for Mike oh, Breslin. Yeah. It is this week's Joel Linton report from Mike Breslin. Mike, how did the big Brazilian get on? Well, it took him a, a matter of moments. Minutes, was it? Or even yeah, seconds? Less seconds. than a minute, actually. Seconds. It, seconds. it took him... Probably 15 seconds to slide in Almiron. With first few... pass of the game? Well, it was certainly John Linton's first pass of the game, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Doesn't even need to warm up, does he? He's literally just fresh, ready to go. Wilson offloads it to him. And he just plays a sumptuous outside of the foot pass through the defender's legs. Yeah, into good. the path of Almiron, who, who makes no mistake. 19 seconds, the tuna in front. Let's go. That's my boy. Mike, if you had to compare that style of play to another Brazilian centre-forward in the Premier League, who would you compare it to? Uh, it's a tough one, but I've, I've seen comparisons to Roberto Firmino online somewhere. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think he'd be the man, you know, just providing for his teammates. Thanks, Mike. That's all right. There we go, there we go. Uh, should we, uh, we'll move on to another game before we do our other segments. Um, 
the, do you know what's going to be great is the repeated weeks where I come to you for a Joel Linton report and you're like, that hasn't scored, didn't play this week. Well, God forbid I mean, Joel Linton gets a, injured. God. He's going to be a fixture in the team after the, the last two weeks. I mean, what, you can't drop him after that. <laughs> He'll be doing the no-look shot soon. He's got the same goal contributions in his last three games as he has in his last four, in the 47 before. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, red, that was your... That was your David Harris stat of the week as well. That's another it wasn't, well, there's, there's another one coming. All right, do you want to do it now? We've got a jingle okay. for you. Does anyone, anyone want to try and do a song for him? David Harris, his stat of the week. I like that. There we go. There we go. <laughs> right, so as Mike's wonderfully introduced that, my start of the week, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang has scored more goals at Turf Moor this season than the Emirates. Mike, give me the outro for start of the week. I haven't got it again. <laughs> okay, we'll move on. Um, let's stick near the um, top of the league, kind of. Let's talk about um, Liverpool's game with Fulham. Um, 1-1, interesting game here because um saw a lot of the weaknesses of Liverpool come to play almost against quite a poor Fulham side. But first... We go to David Harris live for an around pod apology. Dave, take it away. Well, I, I don't, I don't even know what you two said, but I was talking like Scott Parker had put together one of the worst teams ever, and they actually looked quite good <laughs> going forward, at least. Now Michael Hector's nowhere near the team. They're a completely transformed team, transformed. <laughs> And and what's better is is Street's uh, renditions have actually got more frequent and and even better. So, what a gift to the league, really! Great Twitter content, which is unusual from Twitter. Well, are you playing some music to get Scott Parker involved? What's going oh on? yeah, David, David, I want you to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, yeah. So after that. Apology. We never saw one for Eddie Howe, though, did we? Actually, we did last week. Two I did last week. Two apologies in a row. Graham Potter's next, I think. Um, they, they oh, I'm not apologising about him after the dross they served up last night. <laughs> Talk. Let's get to the game. Um, how, Mike? Are you worried by what you saw in this game from Liverpool? Because they really should be blowing the team like Fulham away. No, Should've... absolutely not. This is great to see. Absolutely <laughs> great to see. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. They were dreadful. Uh, Absolutely awful, particularly first half. Fulham. Uh... Why do I bother? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I've got halfway through and I'm like, do you know what? We're better off if we just talk about fucking sandwiches for half an hour. <laughs> Go on, carry on. No, no, Fulham, uh, to be fair, first half, they were kind of getting in at will. Caballero had a good chance, which he just really blasted chance. straight at Alisson. Um, they had a penalty. <laughs> turned down after about 20 minutes of our action which was which uh, we were having quite the debate before we came onto the podcast about this this Fulham penalty or not penalty I, I still believe and Will has shown me some evidence to back it up that it was definitely a penalty I think it's 100% a penalty and I think to be fair to Hodgson and Dave although they were they were trying to be a late contention for Wazak of the Week with their opinions on this penalty. I think they've come around to our, uh, our viewpoint. Um, I have, yeah. A bit confused as to why Vaz, look, Vaz looked at this and had not given a penalty, given that it appears to be Fabinho taking the knee first 
not in the, the racial way. Yeah, I mean, they, they told the ref to go and look at it. And uh, I think, was it Andre Mariner? Yeah. He obviously went to the screen after about two minutes of VAR looking at it. Uh, the ref went to the screen. He also had a look at it. And it, to be honest, if he was getting the same angles that we were getting on the telly, I'm, I'm not sure how it ended up as as no penalty. But you know, maybe, got, it's not, maybe it's not I've, clear and obvious. I've got it written down here, Mike. It says bad refereeing. Yeah, it's got, we'll go for bad refereeing. Um, Hodgson, what do you make of Liverpool? Well, Particularly in this game. In this game. Well, they're obviously missing the main man that is uh, Bandit Brewster, aren't they, Dave? <laughs> Bandit Brewster. Remind <laughs> me, Dave, how many goals has he got for Sheffield United <sighs> this season? I mean, David McGoldrick's our top scorer with two goals. So... How many goals has Ryan Brewster got? Um, in his dreams, probably a lot, but none. None? Okay. Go back to you, Mr. Henry Hodgson. Yeah, but realistically, it's a bit of a blip, but I think they're going to be up there to win the league, to be honest. I mean, they've proven with injuries in the past few weeks that they're, you know, they're still rolling teams over. Didn't they beat Leicester 3-0? Something like that, A couple yeah. of weeks ago. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, Jota's out for six weeks now, which will be a big miss for them. Um, yeah. But I still think they'll be up there. Interestingly enough that Jota goes missing now, given that he was brought in for this busy Christmas period and things like that as squad depth that he quickly became integral. Um, Dave, are you worried about the, the sheer amount of games they have to play in this short time? I know they've got the longest, no. the longest break, but are you worried particularly when you consider that there's already fitness issues around Salah and everyone yeah. looking a bit tired? More worried by Klopp. Not resting his players for a, an absolutely nothing game. Go on. Why? Like they've already won the group. Even if they somehow lose to Micheland, they still win the group. And he puts out most of their their main players when they clearly need a rest. What if, like, imagine if Salah or Mane got injured in this game? That would have been totally on Klopp for not resting them. It's just pointless. Like. His squad's already... It's thin. Even though the squad's good, it's its a thin squad. They don't have that much depth still. Especially with the current injuries on top. I'm not worried in the future as such. But I just think this was a bit wild for him to... to try and play that front three for all these games. I mean, I probably would too if I, had, if I saw Minamino possibly starting because he's crap. Total crap. To be honest, um, I'm, I'm, the thing is, though, this time of the year, all of the teams have a lot of games, so it's not just a Liverpool thing. Uh, no. I think, to be honest, with this busy period, I'm worried for most of the bloody league, to be, to be totally honest. Yeah, We've already but... seen a lot of injuries this season. Um, I, I mean, if Liverpool get injuries, I'm sure, sure some of the other teams will. I can't see it just being a Liverpool thing, if I'm honest. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, Mark. We were talking um, early before this because uh, I was watching uh, the highlights back and was shocked by how quickly they were, how a how ridiculously open Liverpool's midfield was. Given that we considered the midfield to be such a compact unit last year, are we seeing like a, a sort of the same thing we saw with City last year, where? 
they took Fernandinho out of midfield because of injuries and played him at centre-back. And it led to them struggling in midfield a bit more. We're seeing the same thing with Fabinho here, because although he looks a good centre-off, they just feel weaker, this Liverpool team. Yeah, I'd, I'd buy into that. I think Fabinho, to be fair, is doing a pretty good job at centre-half for them. But as you just alluded to, Fulham, I mean Fulham, yes, Fulham, were breaking through them at will pretty much in that first half, especially. And that's where Fabinho, if Fabinho's in there, he just doesn't let that happen in, in midfield. I know Henderson can run around and Wijnaldum's there, but there was still, yes, Fulham have got some fast players, but they were just passing it, pretty much just bypassing these guys. Uh, and then you're in on Matip and Fabinho, where they don't really want to be. Yeah. Even the best one-on-one defenders are going to struggle eventually with just sheer amount of numbers. Um, let's shift shift um tax tracks. I don't know. Who cares? Um, moving across to talk about Fulham and sort of the lower league. So, like you alluded to, Dave, they actually look an okay unit. Um, I must admit, I thought they were gone. I think that might have been wishful thinking because we can't have a club in the Premier League that used to have a statue of Michael Jackson outside the ground. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's just fucking disrespectful, quite frankly. <laughs> um, that being said, um, they've they've sort of started to put together a little bit more form, and Mitrovic still isn't firing. Um, are we feeling any more confident about them not being relegation fodder, or are we, st- or are we thinking we we're getting way ahead of ourselves? We're still looking at a team that's more than likely going to go down. I don't think we're looking at one of the best teams in the no. bottom half, but I think we're looking at a better, much better team than we originally thought we were. Mm-hmm. As as Dave alluded to in his little apology segment, there, um, <laughs> they've, tight, they've tightened up at the back. And even without Mitrovic going forward, playing his best stuff, Cavalero looks lively. They've obviously got Loftus Cheek, who we know is, is decent quality. Quality player, quality player. Look is he injured? Loftus Cheek. Mitrovic, Mitrovic, I think. Mitrovic has only started one of the last three. Yeah, so. but he's, he's not playing that well either. And they, no, they he's not. Plays, they have to play like a certain way, whereas when he's not in the team, they seem a much better. Unit, I think. Yeah, because they're much more fluid when Mitrovic isn't. And when you've got pacey players like Cavallaro, Luckman, and Reed, that's what you need. Exactly, yeah. Luckman, I think, has been very decent for them, especially in this better run that they've had recently. Uh, Cordova well, Reed as well. Tickled you there well. Sorry, Will was interrupted the. Uh... Do you want to know where we had Fulham to finish? Well, it's got to be 20th, no? 20th, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 20th. yeah they're not going to finish there. This potentially screams Norwich 2.0, writes David Harris. Um, which, to be Still honest, at the, out, at, at the outset didn't look too bad. Um, Hodgson, obviously the three of us as a unit, won't say what we individually thought, predicted Fulham, West Brom and Villa to go down. We definitely looked wrong on one of them. I would say with the Villa. Um, who've you, who are you thinking probably favourite for the job I, to be honest I agreed with Fulham um, to be honest I thought Newcastle at the start of the season but they've they're grinding out some results at the moment at the moment but third third 
probably well have to go Sheffield and run after they're going down. Yeah. Did you just transform? Yeah. <laughs> what? What's happened you, there? Mate, you just you're, sound you're... like a Dalek. I'll tell you what, though, if, we, if we're inviting Hodgson on, he turns into a Dalek and we get Billy Piper on the podcast, it's a win win, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, Do you not no, hear my, my predictions? No, we heard them. We heard that they were exceedingly brave. No. Okay. Um. Who do I think is going down? Uh. I think Sheffield. Um. I think Sheffield just too much has gone wrong there. Um. West Brom look really poor. Like for as bad as Sheffield's results have been, watching West Brom and seeing Conor Gallagher in his first year in the league comfortably be their best player is is worrying for me. Like really worrying. And then um for that third spot. Fulham, Fulham worry me. Um, I think the thing is with I think Brighton also worry me a little bit. They just haven't found their form yet. But I think they're a better footballing side. I think they're I think they've got more about them than Fulham do. And they just need to start picking yeah. up points. Brighton. Yeah, I yeah. Think, I, think, I think Burnley are in contention more than Brighton. Well, I think Burnley. I think again. Again, I'm never picking against Dyche now. But he's done enough. I think he's done enough to earn the benefit of the doubt. That if I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick someone else. Um, I, I certainly think they've turned a corner. They look a much stronger team. They're, the spine's coming back a bit for Burnley. I, I still don't think they're good, and I still think probably we're looking longer term. They are a worry, but um, I think could be- Leeds or Arsenal get get dragged into it? I tell you what, if I, if Arsenal get relegated. I will, I will, I will be screaming on this podcast. It would be the greatest thing to happen in football <laughs> ever. Honestly, like, uh, uh, do you know something? After the FA Cup final last year, and I had to sit there and listen about how Arteta was the second coming of Clough. I like just fuck off, Arsenal fans. I'm, I'm glad that this has happened to you, you sad, pathetic group of fans. Get out of here! <laughs> I hate you so much. Oh, we play great football. Oh, you can do it in the Championship at Wickham away, knobbers. Crap, had enough of them. Absolutely. Their, their league form. They've lost four of their last five. Not surprised. I've turned the corner. Before I was trying to figure out how to how they could fix themselves. Now I just want them to to go down like. Sack of flaming turds. <laughs> Which, interestingly enough, is how I describe McTominay's play. I'm still on him. Um, I think we're obviously really interested in talking about Fulham because we've sort of waffled onto other things halfway through that. But I am I am excited to announce this week's Wazak of the Week. It was a tough list. It was a tough list. Coming in at third, like he does every week, is Mr. Henry Hodgson. Um, just, just, just mainly for the... Uh, I remember the Stephen Ireland thing. Um, <laughs> coming in at number two is Xhaka. He was the original winner of this award for his um, antics on the just just on the football pitch. Just a gross lack of awareness and everything you'd want from a, a club leader. But um, the winner is um, Al Nenny, who looked at what Xhaka did, thought that was so <laughs> stupid. I'm going to do exactly the same thing. Somehow, I'm going to avoid a red card. So it's a, in fact it's a dual Wazak of the week for El Nene and the ref. There we go. Yeah, El Nene definitely <laughs> wins it for his his swan dive onto the ground, holding his head after he pushed the bloke in the face. Yeah, Tom Daly would be proud, wouldn't he? It was ridiculous behaviour, especially given your your teammates just got sent off. Maybe he wanted to get sent off. They were trying to do the Neil Warnock Sheffield United get the game abandoned. 
Yeah, terrible, <laughs> terrible. Um, just quickly before we um we get out of here, um, Hodgson, how are you feeling about draw- drawing Borussia Mönchengladbach in um Champions League? Do you think this could be your year if no. Pep decides not to go? Didn't <laughs> 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 even get to the end of the sentence. There we go. Why not? Why not? You think? Do you think you beat them though? You think you get through that round? No. No. <laughs> like you say, he's, he's unpredictable. I, God knows what he's going to do. He'll probably play Edison up front or something. <laughs> Not at all. I mean, he needs to win it, doesn't he? I mean, but going on Premier League <laughs> four, the, the tie or the competition? Which one are we talking about? He needs to win the Champions League this season. <laughs> Because we're not, we're not, we're not going to win the league. If we win a cup, I'll be surprised as well. So Sorry. you're targeting the Champions League, <laughs> yeah. the competition you've done worst in. <laughs> yeah, but uh, he has to win it, doesn't he? He has to. So I actually, looking I at Premier thought... League, looking at Premier League form, uh, it's not going to happen, is it? I don't think we'll win a trophy this year, unfortunately. I thought you got the best draw out of the English teams in that competition, to be honest. We might have the best draw, but look, we did in the last 16 last season. That's true. You went out to Leon. Yeah, exactly. We don't, we don't talk about that. Wasn't that the last eight? Yeah, that was the last eight. Sorry, the last eight, yeah. You, well, beat, look, Real Madrid, you beat Real Madrid in the, the last 16. Yeah, yeah thanks to Varane. They do, mate. They just <laughs> bottle it. Yeah. Um, Dave? Well, Man City are actually favourites to win the Champions League this season somehow. They always are until they go out. Um, he always are. But I don't think much in Gladbach's as much as an easy draw as people think. Yeah, I agree. They scored 60 goals, only Bayern scored more. And they had a tough group, Real Madrid and Inter in there. And Shakhtar, who, to be fair, did pretty, pretty well. Didn't have any like bums in their group. They still scored 16 goals. Didn't have any bums in there. Yeah, mate. Some <laughs> Champions League teams are they're just disgraceful. He's oh, living yeah. up to his Dyson Fury name over there. Yeah. <laughs> I would. I, would anyone else love to see uh, like Krasnodar versus Blues just to see what happened? We'd lose about <laughs> now. I know. It's just very funny. Um, Dave, as our closest thing to a Liverpool correspondent, we have. Um, what do you think of their draw against Leipzig? Are you worried for Liverpool? Yeah, to be honest. Uh, they just look quite I don't know it, de- it depends if Klopp's going to keep his players fit really thanks for that insight um, Mark, what do you think about the no, fixture no 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 leave it it's tough um, but obviously Liverpool are a very good team themselves so Leipzig are good but I, I think Liverpool probably can edge them Incredible. You spoke that from was... without saying anything. That was cutting edge stuff. They're gonna, Liverpool are going to win. They'll, See, they'll get free. But it'll be close. Are you finished? Uh, <laughs> I hope no one bothered to listen to this bit. City should be happy with their draw. They'll, they'll probably go through. Liverpool, I think, will beat Leipzig. Give them what? United, how United played against them, and even they beat them on aggregate. Um, Chelsea Atletico, I think, will be an interesting one. That's it's, it's not going to be great to watch that one. I wouldn't have thought, but well, I would. I I think it's going to be interesting because you probably see Atletico do similar 
to what they always do, which is, oh, yeah. you'd assume they'd sit in, but obviously in La Liga this year, they've been so much more expansive because they can't really do what they used to do with Suarez because they've sort of got to change the way they're playing a bit. So I think that'll be interesting to see if they are, because if they stick to their old guns and they, they sit in deep, they wait for Chelsea to push their fullbacks on like Chelsea will do, then I think they could get a result against Chelsea. Whereas I think if they, if they go toe to toe, I think, I think there's a chance, well, there's a chance they beat Chelsea, but there is also a chance that Chelsea can actually just take advantage of the extra space they're given and do them. But um, that's to me that was the most interesting fixture of the English teams by far. Not I'm saying yeah, that I agree. Part, just as an actual football contest because the other two I I would mm. think I think Liverpool Leipzig would be interesting but Leipzig are much weakened this year without having Timo Werner for example. Um, but and not, I think they're not even close to the same team they were last year. No. Um, <laughs> and interestingly, Atletico did a job uh, Liverpool just before the pandemic. Did yeah? If remembers that game. In yeah. fact, me, Will and Dave, I believe, watched the end of that together. Yep, yeah, we just finished recording. We were absolutely going wild. Um, but yeah, it's, it was a really interesting draw, actually. Paris versus Barcelona, two clubs who are, um, shall we say, uh, have weird um, going up against each other. It would be interesting as well. Um, Neymar's injured as well. I, yeah. He should be back for it, though, shouldn't he, is what they're saying. With the, They had an X-ray today. Um, Mike... Interesting draw for you for United in the Europa League. Sociedad top of the league, obviously. Manchester City's favourite son, David Silva, leading them on a title charge. Um, how are you feeling about that one? The Adnan Yanazai derby, they're calling it. Yeah, well, to be fair, he'll probably have us on toast. Yeah, the magician. Silva. Um, yeah, not great, to be honest. I don't think that, that was a good draw for us. I think we, we, we don't have a great record against Spanish teams. Anyway, um, recently, I'm looking at some of the other, I mean, Rangers, Royal Antwerp. What the fuck is that? That's in the same round as this. I mean, what are we doing here, UEFA? What are we doing? Well, you wouldn't have to worry about this if you'd... Um... Rangers smashed their group, to be fair, Mike. Give them some respect. Oh, here we go. No, I, no. Bloody unionist over there. Um, they're, they're a mid-table championship side. What Rangers? Yeah. I'm not sure about that. I think I could probably say they're better than Fulham. <laughs> no chance. I, I feel like they could be read, mate. United. I can say that for free. <laughs> you say? I mean, you talk for an hour a week for free. Um, yeah. <laughs> enjoys that. And, speak. Speaking of which, um, that'll do it for this week. Um, thank you for joining us, Mr. Henry Hodgson. Um, shall we explain why you've joined us? Um, because yeah. we're going to have... Um, from go... from God, listening to Dave's melting my brain. Um, <laughs> so, as, a, as regular listeners or viewers, Mr. Harris, there you are. Your influence continues to spread. Um, we'll know. As you'll all know, um, Mike writes a betting column once a week and um, at the end of every episode, I ask him, how's it going? And he politely tries to lie. Um, <laughs> and what they've decided to do is to spread around the um, the losing and Henry's going to be joining Mike on the betting column once a week and they're going to be recording a 20-minute show every week. I think that's the idea, lads. Short yeah, sweet. Fun. It is indeed, yep. Yeah. So we'll, we'll talk through our, our selections, why, we, why we've picked them. Uh, and then how poorly we did last week as well probably will be in there. 
I guess. Yeah. Um, it will be on this feed. Um, it's going to be on a Friday, lads, isn't it? Um, yeah, it'll come out every Friday. Interestingly, me and Henry did a joint column uh, last week, and I just before you asked me how we got on, we both made a profit this week. So we did. The Make sure effect. you listen out on Friday. Hodgson effect. Tune in to, <laughs> for the write-up of how it goes disastrously wrong next week. <laughs> Just making a note of what episode number we're on the la- when you last had a positive. Um, just making a note there, just so I can remember that future. Um, but it will be on this feed, so you don't need to subscribe to any new feed. Um, and if you obviously, if you're not interested in betting, um, don't listen. But I would recommend listening to it because even if you're not interested in betting, like I'm not, because it is an interesting look at the week, the week ahead. Because we ov- obviously focus on reviewing the the. Look- the latest games and the bigger themes that are going on in world football, whereas Mike and Henry are going to take a bit of a look further ahead. And you never know, there's every chance that Henry Hodgson says something crazy like Ilano being the best Brazilian midfielder to be in the Premier League, <laughs> which is something he has said before. We'll also cover uh, all four of the that top English divisions. So yeah, if you're interested in Yeah, my advice, lads, bet against Blues. Against. Never for. Only against. If you ever yeah. feature no, Even with no, no. But again, if you want to listen to it, um, it'll be on this feed after we've come up with a a, a funny name. Henry Hodgson's terrorist bets. I don't know. <laughs> I think that would do quite well in the algorithm. <laughs> yeah, it would. It would really pop yeah. up. It was just sort of, we're getting a lot of views from 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 some weird countries here. <laughs> oh, well, that was a good save because uh, yeah. yeah. I said weird countries. They could have been the home counties too. Everyone knows Norfolk's full of terrorists. <laughs> it's the home counties, Norfolk. I don't know. Who cares? We're off, we're off the tangent here. But Hodgson, if the people want to follow you other than that little podcast, where can they follow you? At HHodgy7 on Twitter. <laughs> no, it fucking isn't. <laughs> you don't use that. Really? HHodgy7. No, it's not. That's his game attack. This is ridiculous. Yeah, if you want to play, if you want to play uh, Henry Hodgson <laughs> FIFA 12, follow him at AH27 on Xbox Live. Christ alive, Mike! If they want to follow you for that podcast, but also more insights, entertainment, and flash reports about the Samba Savior, Mr. Joel Linton, where can they do that? Well, that's actually a great name for him, to be honest. Maybe I'll change my Twitter bio to the Samba um, Savior. Yeah, uh, oh, it's oh. currently at Mikey Breslin, but look out for a change to, to the Samba Saviour in the near future. Yeah. Whatever you do, don't use the initials. Dave, if they want to follow you, where can they follow you? For I'm, more I'm insightful analysis, as always. To be honest. Sorry, what? I just wouldn't bother following me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, can, you can follow him at Tipton Tickler. Um, <laughs> you can... Uh, you can follow me at Word17, but please don't please instead follow us at In and Around Pod on all the socials, including Reddit. I've run out of ones. Um, for more of our thoughts, including that bet podcast, not podcast article, like we mentioned, you can go to inaroundmedia.com. In and around media.com. Still getting it right. Um, but until next time, um, eat your vitamins, get vaccinated. And um, turn off the pod earlier. Yeah. Hands, yeah. face, face, or whatever it is. Hands, face, face. Pain without the S, I believe they say. 
right then. Well, I, I don't know how to end this. We just keep going. Dave, do you want to say goodbye? You usually come.